Put on your formal attire and get ready to see some stars, because this week, we're going to tip. Hello and welcome to 21st Century Cinema. It's the podcast about film and the film industry. I'm one of your hosts, Joseph Delavecchia, and joining me today all the way from across the country is co-host Noah Shepard. Hi, Noah. Hey, Joe. And also joining us is our special guest host this month. He's a major film enthusiast, the biggest cinecrit I have the absolute pleasure of knowing. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast host of Cinema from the Spectrum, Jamie Rabano. Hi, Jamie. Hey, Joe. Thank you for having me here. But Jamie, uh, thank you so much for coming. Um, you had the idea of doing TIFF, which I absolutely love. I have a TIFF story to share. I don't know if Noah, you have a TIFF story to share. Um, I have a oh. I have a TIFF adjacent story to share. Okay, a TIFF adjacent story to share. Okay, <laughs> exciting. Um, and yeah, Jamie, I know you've done a lot with being press at TIFF. Um, you got to view the virtual event this year. You also viewed the screening of the one movie that I was excited about. So I'm very excited to talk about all of this. But before we jump in, Jamie, uh, just a question for you, and I just specifically wanted to ask you this, um, because uh, I did interview you months ago, back for our um, uh, news broadcast back in college. I did get to interview you, and I didn't get to ask this question, because I didn't get to make the questions. But I want to know, Jamie, just because of the fact that every five minutes I log on, you've watched another new movie um, online that I see posted to your film diary. Why do you love film? What is it about film? And what are you talking about? You know I hate movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's I, my thing, claiming to love movies but just hating yeah, them. I hate, yeah, I hate movies, but films, on the other hand, mm-hmm. that's my thing. <laughs> on a serious note, though, oh, I've been watching a lot of films since I was 12 years old. Ever since. A lot of this kind of started off when I watched Alien at a sleepover with a friend, and I... I suddenly realized maybe this might be where I, this might be the thing for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I've kind of just been trying to find so many rare films from all around the world, whether it be at my local library or by some other cases, I had to resort to means that were not exactly ethical. <laughs> Hypothetically. <laughs> yeah. Hypothetically. Hypothetically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just because I wanted um, to see some super rare stuff from all around the world because that's kind of my that's kind of where my field of interest lies <laughs> i did not expect it at all to be like such a great origin story as i saw alien at a sleepover yeah. and i was like movies i was that that's that's a sick origin story that's that, a that's great, great great movie to start that uh, that cinema love on Okay, so our first thing we're going to talk about today for TIFF is a movie um, called One Night in Miami. The movie is directed by Regina King. It's a cinematic telling of Kemp Powers' stage play, titled One Night in Miami. It's a fictional account of one incredible night where icons Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, and Jim Brown gather discussing their roles in the civil rights movement and cultural appeal in the 60s. And before we just break into this movie, I just want to shout out Regina King, the director. Fantastic actress, fantastic director. She's Absolutely amazing in uh, the Watchmen TV series, which just won four Emmys. Check that out if you haven't already. I still need to see it. <laughs> out of this world amazing. Um, this is the part of the podcast where Noah will talk ten minutes about hooded justice in the show. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> so One Night in Miami, um, this movie sounds absolutely fantastic. I haven't seen the play. I know nothing about it, just about the... Um, stuff that was at TIFF, the interviews, and uh, the little description that we just had right here, courtesy of IMDb. Thank you, IMDb. Um, But Jamie, you were able to see this film. 
I was lucky enough. I was so I thought it. I thought that the virtual event would be sold out too because I know that uh, I know Ammonite already sold out so quickly. Mm-hmm. But I was lucky enough to la- I was lucky enough to land a ticket for this one. So, uh, spoiler free, give us just a little bit more like about this movie and just like some quick thoughts about it, please. Well, first off, I just want to say I think I thought it was really, really fantastic. All the all the actors, they were all just so so wonderful, and I think that uh, I think if any if there's anything that uh, I can really say like really take away from this is that I'm just looking forward to what Regina King has in store for the future as a film director because mm. after I saw that this was a runner-up for the People's Choice Award at TIFF I'm like yeah she's already destined to become an award season favorite absolutely uh, I know this is the this is the film that I'm most excited to see um, I think just with the current political landscape this is going to be a very oh, yeah. very oh, big be. film going forward mm-hmm. I if the Oscars were still happening in a few months, I would say Best Picture Buzz. But um, when they do eventually happen, I'd say probably still Best Picture Buzz. But yeah, um, I'm very excited to see this film. Noah, you're the stage play guy. Have you seen the stage play? Do you know anything about the stage play? I do not. Actually, this is my uh, first time hearing about it. Um, but uh, on the topic of stage play, the person playing Sam... Uh, uh, the person playing um, Sam... Cook, Cook, correct? Sam Cook. Yep, yeah. Sam Cook is Leslie O'Dom Jr. of Hamilton fame, playing Aaron Burr. So uh, <laughs> apparently, um, I read one review, and it was just like the only thing they said is that yeah, he doesn't sing like Sam Cook, but when you get a Hamilton star in, you're not gonna make him lip sync. Um, another film that I believe Jamie, you added this one to talk about. This was the winner of the People's Choice Award for uh, the was it Best Picture at TIFF? Yes, it did. Yeah, okay. Um, Nomadland. I know very little about this, so please, take it away. So, I'm going to uh, get the letterbox description for you right now, because if I had to choose one film that I saw from the festival that ended up becoming my favorite, it was actually this one. Okay. It, the letterbox description reads, A woman in her 60s, after losing everything in the Great Recession, embarks on a journey through the American West, Living as a van dwelling modern day nomad, a fantastic, fantastic movie. I think this is the best that Frances McDormand has ever been since maybe uh, Almost Famous. Yeah. Really? Really? Yeah. Better than Three Billboards. Way better, I would say. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I love Three Billboards. I think, this, I think this is the only film that she's done after Three Billboards. So. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. But uh, I'm interested. I will also say though that uh, she and David Strathairn are also the only uh, professional actors in the fi- in the film. It seems, yeah. Wow. Do you mean that in a good thing or a bad thing? They're the only professional actors, Wait. and everyone's still good, or like they're the only two giving worthwhile performances. No, everyone else is still good. Okay. But okay, the thing cool. is with uh, Chloe Zhao is that she all she has this thing for casting non-professional actors within made age of hearts and all of them they're all still really really wonderful just to watch on screen and to think that she's going from you think that chloe zhao is going from films like this and the rider all the way to directing an mcu movie coming out next year mm-hmm. i have to say i mu- i have to say i'm actually really looking forward to what she has to bring in store for that mm-hmm is she the one who's on Eternals? Yes, that's it, sir. I also know that at one year, I don't know if it was last year, I don't know the year it was, but I know that you met, um, uh, and I don't want to butcher the pronunciation, but Bong Joon-ho? Bong Joon-ho? Yes, I Bong did. Bong Joon-ho? Okay. 
Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. What year was that? Tell us about that. That was because last I year. All I know is that you told me when I met you the first time, you told me you met him, you showed me a picture, and that's all I know about this experience. <laughs> okay. So what happened that, that day was I was on the press and I did my first red carpet interview that the A2. And funny enough, it was for Parasite, but the stars, they didn't speak English. So they had, uh, they had that same woman who translated for Bong Joon-ho at the Oscars and the Golden Globes coming in for them. It was, it was a hectic experience. I didn't get to chat with Bong Joon-ho, but so I decided later that day I was going to just sleep outside the Ryerson where everybody would be coming out. <laughs> and what do you know? The first thing that Bong Joon-ho does as soon as he comes out of the theater, he, we just take a picture together. That's great. That's that's amazing, man. Yeah. You and now if I if I'm correct in saying this, didn't you predict that Parasite was going to win the Oscar? He did. Yes, I did. did. Like way way back before the movie was on anybody's radar. Yeah. Yes, just I when did. it right after TIFF. Yeah. He predicted it. <laughs> yeah. You um have been press in the past as we've talked about. You got to see uh, virtually this year. So like, what is obviously because one of them's digital and one of them's not. But like, what was really like the big differences in terms of like how it felt like tiff being virtual and tiff being in person well the main difference is that uh with the digital events you could always just rent and then watch within a given period of time so in a sense i was kind of missing the the i was missing the same sort of excitement that i had from being in the rush lines at tiff within the previous years but at the same time at least it was at least it was easy to kind of guarantee that you were going to be watching something that you really wanted. Although I'm still wondering why, why from all the virtual events, Ammonites sold out so fast. Like, it's a virtual event. Everybody could watch it on their own. But why did that have to sell out? Yeah, selling on virtual events doesn't make the most sense. But I also have to um, ask, of course, uh, was there any pros in your mind like to having a virtual TIFF? Like, if TIFF in the future when the pandemic's over did some stuff virtually and some stuff still in person like do you see any pros to that was there anything that you enjoyed that you'd want to see still virtual i uh, suppose that it would be more convenient especially when it comes to when it comes to giving talks with filmmakers who live in different time zones because they because of course jet lag would uh, be a huge uh, would be a huge factor and you you can kind of tell that uh, for some filmmakers they might not be as energetic as the TIFF audience might be because I've had a few Q and A experiences that were like that and it wasn't exactly the most uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, engaging yeah pretty much so I would usually leave like mid Q and A every now and then. Now I know we each have some TIFF stories to share. Noah, you have a TIFF adjacent story. You yes. said. Um, so, Jamie, you're our guest. I'll let you go first. What's what's a TIFF story you want to share with us, man? Ooh, if I had to pick just one TIFF story from you, the you many can, t- you can pick two from the you many TIFF three. stories can... that I had. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, when I did when I was at the press conference for the Goldfinch of all things, I'll just say that I had I uh, everybody who asked a question at the conference before I did was asking something for Nicole Kidman and. I decided I'm going to ask something to the director instead, but I I started off jokingly with, I'm sorry, Nicole. She just looks at me. She just goes, oh, please. <laughs> I uh, At that point... That's pretty amazing. At that point, I should have said my name, who I write for, 
but I was like, I don't know if I want to say, I don't know if I should say it right now. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You managed to get sass from Nicole Kidman. Yeah. I mean, uh, one of my friends who was at TIFF in 2014 got roasted by Bill Murray. I can tell you Ooh. that story. Oh my gosh. What? That's... <laughs> so what happened was... Uh, it was Bill Murray Day at TIFF, and you would get a free ticket to the premiere of St. Vincent if you were, if you had the best Bill Murray costume that day. So what happened was he came in dressed as Bill Murray in Space Jam, and when he asked a question at the Q&A, <laughs> Bill Murray just looks at him, he's like, well, I'm going to answer that question seriously because I see you've come dressed seriously. <laughs> <laughs> That's I think amazing. Bill Murray wants to put Space Jam far behind him. <laughs> oh my god. You tell me he's not going to be in Space Jam 2? What? My tiff story is, so in 2016, actually, well, it was 2014, I think it was filmed. So I worked for the summer. My first ever job was working at a drive-in theater. We have a local drive-in theater here in Niagara, the Camview Drive-In. And I worked there. For the summer and we have a local uh, film director he mainly does documentary style things um, his name is Jay Cheel and he also enjoys making uh, mockumentaries he made one mockumentary about time travel called how to build a time machine it's actually uh, quite enjoyable I do recommend but he was making this short mockumentary um, about uh, called Twister and uh, in this uh, mockumentary it's about a true event it was that there, we had a tornado rip the Niagara region um, back in the 80s, I think it was. And um, when it ripped through, it destroyed one of the screens. And the urban legend is that it was the same screen that was playing Twister um, with, um, uh, what's his name, um, Bill Paxson. Uh, it was playing that movie that weekend on that screen. So that was the urban legend. Now, some people will tell you that they were in the area and that, you know, like they were there when it happened. They saw the tornado come through and rip the screen apart. And they'll tell you like these crazy stories about being there the night of or remember where they were. The area was evacuated beforehand. Like there was no danger. No one was around. But this has caused like a very big urban legend here in Niagara. And so Jay Chiel decided to tackle that and make a mockumentary of like, what if people were there? And, like, so he came to the drive-in, the staff, we played staff and people who were, um, like, a con uh, customers, and we had people out in cars, like, rain machines on set, it was a whole, like, three-day thing, and I was actually, like, being on a movie set, which was kind of cool for me, so I got to, like, see, like, all these different things being, all machines being used, all these different ways of how, like, they direct things and how things are made, and I got to be in a few shots, I got to stand behind the camera for a few shots, it was so cool one of the greatest experiences of my life but then in 2016 the film came out as one of the short films at tiff and it was also with other short films such as um a, a short film called uh five films about technology it's directed by the same guy who directed that new movie code i think it's called code eight on netflix with Stephen and robbie amell uh he directed that and uh so this mockumentary comes on and uh at tiff so i got to go to tiff in 2016 and i got to see myself on the big screen in a little short film called Twister. 
So that was pretty cool. I'm just like I'm I'm pretty much like the equivalent of an extra in the film. Like I don't have any speaking lines. I don't have like this big big thing. So you guys can go on Vimeo but if you want to try there. and find it. But you're it's in on there. Vimeo. You can find it. Uh, but I'm in it. Yes, I'm That's there. Awesome. I'm in it. It was super That's cool. Awesome. Wow. And my name's in the end credits. So yeah, it was absolutely amazing. And yeah, that's my that's my cool tip story. Well, I I really should have went first because both of your guys' stories is way better than mine. Oh, so terrible. so I didn't know Tiff um was happening on the day, and it was like the first weekend before um like school had only been open for a week, so things hadn't really gotten serious. It was uh, I think last year Knives Out uh, premiered last year at Tiff, right? Yes. So. I, I, I was not paying attention to TIFF at all this year. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to go to Toronto where I have a chance from Oakville. And I'm going to go there. So, apparently, me and Dylan Carey, uh, one of my and Joe's um, uh, classmates, and Jamie, you were interviewed by him as well, correct? Oh, yeah. I love Dylan. Yeah, Dylan's the best. So we decide that we're just we're going to go to Toronto and get a hot dog from Fancy Frank's. So I'm not here for TIFF. I'm here for a hot dog. And the I love this story already. <laughs> the train station is on the other side, um, like it's it's further away from there. So we're just gonna walk there, and we managed to time our arrival with about half hour before Chris Evans is arriving for the Knives Out premiere. So we are fighting, like we're walking one way. We're going through Tiff without having to go into the lines, but all the people are crowding around to try to get a glimpse of chris evans's magnificent body and we're walking through we're clearing through these crowds and they just keep coming and coming we have no clue what it's what it's about so we're we're just fighting through waves and waves of people to get a hot dog um and we, we made it out on the other side and then we hear that as we were like we timed it basically as we were in line getting hot dogs chris evans was down the road <laughs> That's amazing. I was really hoping you were gonna at least like see him from afar. No, no, this story, no. this story is such. Oh, we didn't such see a him at all. We were just we had to fight through the waves of people trying to see Chris Evans for a hot dog. Oh my god! Well, you can see Chris Evans' hot dog on Twitter now. Oh. Moving on. <laughs> all right, so I believe that does it. Uh, for this episode, if you enjoyed um, or were interested in any of the movies that we talked about, be sure to check them out either when they come out or if they are already out, check them out. Uh, Jamie, for all of our listeners who have taken a liking to you, where can they find you online and uh, what what are you working on these days? I am, since I am in my second year of Bachelor of Film and Television at Sheridan, I am currently working on some sh- I'm currently working on some short film screenplays for my classes, but you can also find me on Twitter at fire walk with jamie you can also find me you can also find my writing at cinemafromthespectrum.com although i'm on a little bit of a writing hiatus at the moment but i'm sure i can promise you all that i will be getting back into it soon and you can also uh follow jamie on letterbox uh that is all linked in the description below and jamie i don't know if you know this about our description box but everything's hyperlinked in it perfect yeah pretty fancy 
pretty fancy. So if you enjoyed anything from Jamie, go ahead below, click on it, check him out. Uh, Jamie does some absolutely great writing. Uh, as I said, he's the biggest film fan I know, and I love just reading his stuff online and knowing if something is worth watching or not watching. Um, and I also love knowing about things that I didn't even know existed on this planet. If you want to uh, follow either me and Noah, we are online. My Instagram is at the one only JDV with underscores in between. Oh, I have I a Twitter, to, but I forgot to uh, mention my Instagram. So. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. My Instagram is Rebanol without a cause. Oh, I love that's an name. I just need to say name. I love his Instagram name. That's that's a great one. Um, and Noah, you can follow on Twitter. He is at Shepherd Noah fourteen. Um. Which has no relation to his email, Shepard. No, stop it. <laughs> no. Take a look at, at us there. And then you can follow the podcast. We're on Instagram at 21st Century Cinema. We're on Twitter at TFCC Podcast. We're on Facebook, 21st Century Cinema. We're also on Patreon. If you want to support the show, you like it so much, you want to listen to the extended editions, um, you want to get Noah's leaked email, it's all no. on patreon.com forward slash TFCC. Uh, so many great things there. And if you also want to order some merch from us, we are on TeePublic. Our TeePublic store is linked down in the description below and in the bio on our Instagram. Thank you guys so much once again for listening to 21st Century Cinema. Feel free to take uh, part in any of our polls online. Feel free to message us with anything you guys want to talk about film-wise, ideas for future episodes. And, of course, send us questions for our Q&A, guys. We're going to have another roundtable with me, Noah, and Ava at the end of the year. We want to hear your questions. Um, and if you want to make them about why Christmas movies are some of the worst things ever made, We'll be so more than happy to talk about that. Okay? Joe I love will be more than happy to talk about how that. much I hate Christmas movies. However, I did. They love serve last a purpose. They great. serve a purpose, and that that purpose is to entertain my mom in the afternoons when she's been snowed out of work. But also, like Klaus last year, the two D Netflix film that was beautiful. And so it was. Well it was incredible. It. So stay tuned. Thanks again.